I remember driving across the Coronado Bridge one day and it just dropped on me like a warm blanket that there's gotta be another way to exist and excel in life other than using fear as the gasoline in my gas tank. What, what if I started to use love as the gas in my gas tank, that there, that there is another way to motivate and push and fuel yourself other than through fear, shame, confining. Hello and welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. I'm Keith Fiveson. We're an official Wonderland Miami 2023 conference media partner. Remember to sign up with Mindfulness 20 for a 20% discount on the standard registration fee. I'm your host today, and I have the privilege of welcoming Diego, a former Navy SEAL who has embarked on a journey to help individuals and teams become better leaders through psychedelic medicine. Diego's company, The Trident Approach, is sharing the knowledge and insights he's gained over his two-decade-long career in the SEAL teams, combined with his most profound reflections from the use of psychedelics. Diego's talk at the Wonderland Miami 2023 conference is set to focus on consciousness in leadership and flow state in teams. Key concepts that every leader must understand to unleash the potential of their teams. The conference is set to host some of the best minds in the industry and Diego's contributions promise to add a unique perspective to the discussions. All right, all right, all right. Mr. Diego Ugalde, how are you today, sir? Fantastic. Thank you, Keith. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. You're you're on the West Coast this morning, uh, and uh, thank you for joining and chilling and being here. You got your coffee. I got I got I got some water, so I think we're good, <laughs> right? Yeah, man. Uh, all right. So. So listen, uh, you and I uh, certainly share an Army background, and uh, I noticed that you were a little early, uh, and that is uh, that is a, a a certain value that I hold. That you know, if you're not early, you're late. You know, so you got to be a little early. Um, what inspired you? Uh, you know, given your Army background and 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 leadership, you know, and and how do you um, how did your experience? With the Navy SEALs really help you um, with you know your current pursuits because you know we've got this we've got this military background. I'm Army, you're Navy. Clearly, you know uh, we can we can go ahead and 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 play football. Maybe not nicely, but we can play football. You know it's all right, uh, even though there's a fierce competition there. But you brought this from your Navy career and your Navy SEALs career, right? You brought this into. Yes your leadership focus. So what does that look like and how does it manifest itself in the psychedelic realm? What are you going to do down in Miami? Yeah, so that's a lot. So the, the how we chose to focus on leadership came from we just we just continually uh, were receiving questions from executives and athletes when I was active duty in the SEAL teams, which is how is it that you work and communicate so well together? And uh, uh, I got asked that question so often that when I had, uh, when I was kind of coming up on the twilight of my career and I was looking at where I was going to transition into, 
I was like, man, how, how, how about we start a company that, that just focuses on answering that question? Um, but not only answering that question at the time, hmm. I found myself mm -hmm. also adding things that I knew that we didn't do very well in the SEAL teams and things like empathy and compassion. Uh, so yeah, it seemed kind of like a dream setup for me. Uh, so that's what we did. And we were in operations for about a year. There's, we, we, I retired in May of 2018. We were started pretty much right after that. We're in operation for about a year. And then uh, where psychedelics come into the picture mm -hmm. because they were not there at all. Mm -hmm. um, um, it was, I had one of my pathfinders tell me, hey, Diego, I'm not going to be able to show up to work next week. Uh, there's an organization that takes Navy SEALs down to Mexico and treats them with psychedelics. Mm. Um, it was strange because I, I had never heard of psychedelics being used in that context. For, for, for me, they were always just about, you know, just doing drugs kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I was shocked, but at the same time, I knew um, this guy was smacked up pretty good with PTS. Mm -hmm. uh, addiction and depression and so I was like yeah man hey what do you do whatever you got to do um, can't wait to see you back here mm -hmm. so so you know, what organization was that Diego so that was the mission within mm -hmm. uh, with Dr. Martin Polanco and mm -hmm. it was funded at the time through vets veterans exploring treatment solutions and that's a, an amazing an amazing organization founded by Marcus and Amber Capone. Right. Um, those Solid two people. Yeah. yeah, they're directly responsible for saving lives, period. There's mm -hmm. just no way around it. Um, many, many lives. And so uh, any, at any rate, uh, when he came back, he was completely transformed. I had to know what was going on because one of the things I was also considering doing coming out of the military was becoming a um, um, a PsyD for um, to counsel veterans suffering mm -hmm. from post traumatic stress. So I was really intrigued and interested in what was going on here. So long story short, I went down there uh, after seeing his transformation. I ended up going through the medicine myself, mm -hmm. become a psychedelic integration coach, and I, I've. Mm -hmm that and held space with over 200 veterans at this point going through ibogaine 5-meo dmt ayahuasca mm. psilocybin mm -hmm. um but anyway a as i was going through the process mm -hmm. because the trident approach was essentially my baby any business owner can mm -hmm. tell you like man this is like an extension it is part of the family all i could see were all these connections between leadership with psychedelics and so now essentially to kind of fully round out your question um that's what the trident approach has become it's our it's our our best lessons learned from um our time in the seal teams and our deepest insights from psychedelic exploration as they pertain to leadership and teams mm -hmm. excellent excellent so when we start taking a look at your ability to bring that um that 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 vision that ability to really look beyond to have an aspirational quality towards the work you're really looking at you know what is it that's wh where have you been where are you now where do you want to go and then from the viewpoint of bringing that experience into the psychedelic work you're able to go ahead and help individuals really kind of get out of their uh, unbundle if you will and start to heal yeah yeah 
The healing is such a huge component of psychedelics, and I think it gets talked about a lot, and for good reason. Um, and and I think equally, there's just so much learning that goes on too. It's just, it's it's incredible. So I, I looking at looking at psychedelics from the perspective of healing, of or being a healer, and also being a teacher, mm-hmm. it's just I think is is just huge. And uh, I'm feel like I was born in the exact right time I needed to be. Um, because if I was born any other time uh, before mm-hmm. this, you know, I, I wouldn't be here. So mm-hmm. lucky to be able to learn and heal through these mm. through these modalities for sure. That's beautiful. Uh, now you and I uh, talked briefly uh, before um, you know we got on the show, and uh, you said that you're certainly familiar with the Heroic Hearts Project, and uh, you're a part of your ambassador. You're working with uh, them as well. Is that is that correct? Yes, about um, actually, I'm just celebrating my year anniversary. So just over a year ago, uh, the CEO Jesse Gould and Jared Reinhard, head of coaching, um, they called me up one day and they said, "Hey, man, are you interested in coming on work with us as a psychedelic integration coach?" And I was like, mm-hmm. "Well, totally, but I don't have any experience with ayahuasca and I've never been to Peru." And they're mm-hmm. like, "Well, what are you doing in September?" <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> mm. Going to Peru to do some ayahuasca, bro. So let's do it. And yeah, so I did my first sitting with them, Mm -hmm. um, and and it was amazing because because up to that point, my my experiences have been limited. Limited, I say. Um, I had only experienced ibogaine and five meo and Mm -hmm. psilocybin, and ayahuasca is its its own thing, and and for sure. I've never, not that this has anything to do with your question, I'm just saying uh, I, I've never felt a connection to a medicine like I have with ayahuasca. I felt mm-hmm. protected. I felt mm-hmm. like it was my jam. I felt like we kind of understood each other sort of thing. My grandmother was and, with you. Yeah, yeah you know, it's interesting. people say um, mm-hmm. I've never experienced the 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 female energy of ayahuasca that people talk about um to me it seemed i so mm-hmm. i'll answer you saying yes but it's not in my experience to understand what you mean when you say that but uh, well that's like the term right you know grandmother you know it's uh, used as a term for an ayahuasca ceremony right yeah for sure um they say it's got this very heavy matriarchal mm-hmm. uh energy to it which i have which i don't understand personally um i can accept it i believe i believe people when they say it but um it hasn't been in my experience to experience that but you said you uh, felt held that's that's sort of what triggered it for me and i'm wondering you know uh, when 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 you when you talk about your own journey and your journey towards seeking uh self-awareness i'm wondering you know how that's impacted you and you know your overall philosophy if you will well huge um for example, I didn't know that I had an ego mm. until I was until I did Ibogaine. Mm. I, I never, even as a seal, like I never walked in the room thinking I was better than anybody. Um, and so, to me, with my limited understanding of what the, what the ego is, I'm like, well, 
I don't need to worry about that. I need to worry about other things. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, my, my Meanwhile, ego, your ego is, just is, just, <laughs> is in the back room saying, oh, I've got it. <laughs> Excellent. Like, uh, yeah. They know, will be mine. Mr. Burns and Simpson. Yeah, yeah it's like totally. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I joke. I've, I've, I've come to a different understanding and a very, very, I think, um, maybe my ego's laughing again, but I've, think a really good relationship with my ego now i see it as the great teacher but before oh my gosh um yeah i I didn't even know so i was going through life Hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. unconnected disconnected Hmm. and for sure completely oblivious Mm -hmm. and um and 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 all these limitating factors. There, were, there was all these limitations that were coming from within me, mm-hmm. you know, that I just, mm. I just was completely ignorant of. And then, so what psychedelics helped me do was saying, uh, "Hey, man, <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be this way if you don't mm. want it to be." And and you know, sometimes it was really funny like that, and sometimes mm. it was. Mm heavy hard mm-hmm. like there was no joking it was just like you know just a hammer dropping in my face and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and other times it was really nurturing and patient you know you know how it is you know so um yeah so by learning a, a deeper awareness of of not only mm-hmm. the components within the self but also mm-hmm. i don't know maybe uh, perhaps some of the workings of mm-hmm. existence mm-hmm itself that i was completely oblivious to i'm not saying that i know anything because i don't but it all i'm saying is that it was showing me things that i'd never thought to consider that seemed mm-hmm. at least closer to truth than any truth that i'd ever known so now kind of playing with these new parameters and this maybe this new equipment uh it it, it launched my life in a lot of ways Mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and and so i can only is hmm. you know one one of the more common pe- things that people say is dude you 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 realize you're on drugs right <laughs> and, and, and all i can say is and mm-hmm. if if there all, all i can say is if there is a truth mm-hmm. that i align with the most it's it's when i'm in the medicine it's mm-hmm. like that is true to me mm-hmm. and what helps me you know, it, it's not like putting on the blinders, being mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this is the way that I'm choosing. This is the way that I want." Mm-hmm. What What's helping me align with it is that I'm just more at peace, mm-hmm. and even in the midst of con- of, of chaos, um, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. things don't bother me. Like they genuinely, like I'm not saying, "Okay, I can't let this bother." This is not the case. Like it's mm-hmm. there are some really big things, like some of the biggest things in my life. Um, that used to just instantly spin me out mm-hmm. now like oh shoot that happened a couple of days ago mm-hmm. oh yeah so that mm-hmm. again i don't mm-hmm. know truth mm-hmm. really but um mm. all i so can this, say is that it's yes yeah <clears throat> so this whole idea of uh meaning uh you know make, making meaning and uh really then seeing the storylines and being able to kind of look you know behind the curtain and uh, really uncover you know, a lot of the truth around uh, what's going on and who we are and where we are. And we're all interconnected in this sort of energy goo, if you will. 
mm-hmm. you know, I, th- I think is is wonderful. And then sort of looking at the parts, the various parts that we play and the various, you know, pieces that make up who we are and being able to step away from the vehicle and examine those parts and how we move into the world. It sounds like you've really gotten a better, a, be, a better, a, a more traction with that and, and, and certainly a, a better view of the world than maybe the everyday pieces. How do you, how do you apply that towards your leadership philosophy? I know you've got, you know, this Triton approach, there are various principles with the Triton, uh, Triton approach. And I'm wondering how that, uh, you know, implements and really applies itself using your experience now with the medicine and your philosophy in terms of bringing that into the world and then working with teams and how individuals might, you know, benefit in terms of performance or productivity. Yeah. So one of the key reasons why I, I ultimately chose to go the path of the Trident approach was even though I, there was so much, I didn't understand, um, I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, I knew that the common path mm-hmm. for success in life in our culture, essentially the rat race, was is essentially the rat race. You know, fear-based, ego-driven, all of that stuff. I, it just didn't feel right to me. It felt like I remember driving across the Coronado Bridge one day between the island of Coronado and San Diego, kind of where mm-hmm. we train. And it just it just dropped on me like a warm blanket mm. that there's gotta be another way to exist and excel in life mm-hmm. other than using fear as the gasoline in my gas tank. Mm. Uh, you start to think about that water test where you hold a glass of water and say, I love you, I love you, I love you, and mm. then you take that and you put it under the microscope and there's these beautiful snowflake like you know uh the molecular structure yeah and the patterns the crystalline patterns and the exact opposite is true when you sit there and you hold the glass and you say you know all these terrible things about it disaggregated it's all i mean it's ugly is what it is and so you know i've heard everything between 60 and 80 percent of our Mm -hmm. body is composed of water so what what if i started to use love is the gas in my gas tank Mm -hmm. and uh so that's kind of where the trident approach came and Mm -hmm. so what's that's why we did that because it was just like man everybody's using well not everybody but it it seems like like that's getting the most traction of like hey if you don't do this then this is going to happen to you or you're never going to be this so if you want to be an elite performer like you've got to you know i've run through broken bones Mm -hmm. I've, it took me 10 years to become, to even make it through SEAL training. It takes mm-hmm. most people like six months. So I had, a, so mm-hmm. I've done all of this stuff mm-hmm. that people are telling me, but I'm telling you, man, I got to the end of it. I'm like, this cannot be it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, if anybody should have been happy or proud or whatever, or what they did, like it should have been me, but mm-hmm. I wasn't, I was like empty. Like, how could that be? And mm-hmm. so anyway. So, so, so how does, yeah. How does this, how do the principles change that? you know that 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 paradigm yeah we show them a different way mm-hmm. that there that there is another way to mm-hmm. motivate and push and fuel yourself other mm-hmm. than through fear shame confining mm-hmm. you know the illusion of success 
And, uh, and, and I think one of the reasons why we resonate so well with people is because a lot of the people that are coming to us being like, Hey, you know, I've, I've dominated in the business world. I've dominated in the athletic world. I've done all this, but it, it's not enough. Why is that kind of thing? And, and so when they look at sort of our approach, they see, Oh, like there's this, there's a whole other mountain to climb. And so when they see that, that you can switch fear for love, when you can switch like these confining thoughts to, to vibrancy and openness, and that they're that you know with with the rat race you know there it's never enough mm -hmm. but with this conscious path um it there's always more it's just this little tiny tweak that we shift and it opens up everything and by the way it's super healthy and super vibrant so you're not running because you're ashamed of yourself you're running because you get to and it makes you feel good when you're when you're finished mm -hmm. and even during the time you know you're doing so, the same thing yeah so you know we hear about you know the mcgregor theory x theory y uh style of management you know uh the the carrot and the stick versus you know the um incentive the empowerment if you will the trust yeah empowerment that's there and i'm wondering you know when you start looking at it from the individual contributor the individual that really may, may come to work or may come to, into their life with you know a whole strip of fear uncertainty and doubt shame you know anger whatever comes from that right and you're really talking about approaching that in a very different way you know i'm 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 wondering you know like you know a lot of people listening might think well that sounds very hippie you know that sounds very woo woo uh, mm -hmm. you know, because maybe that's the only way they can rationalize that in their minds, Yeah. you know, but you know, it, it sounds to me that your approach is, 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 is quite different. And I'm, I'm wondering, you know, when you look at leaders being able to leverage consciousness and a deeper, you know, having a deeper understanding of their teams and being able to foster environment of trust and support using some of the principles that you have what does that look like you know what are there are there certain words are there certain spirit decor are there certain community exercises experiential exercises what goes on and you know how yeah. do you foster that that sense of belonging that you kind of talk to because in many organizations you know fear uncertainty and doubt chasing the carrot you know being on the treadmill all of those things that you've talked about you know, fighting the competition, you know, having all of that in place is very, very real. And it's still alive, even though we're, you know, talking the talk, not necessarily everyone's walking the walk. Yeah, it's, it, it's funny when you're talking about the resistance from people. And it's funny to think about what we fight to protect. And we, uh, I often notice that people fight to protect things that, that make no should I break now? Yeah. I'll keep going. <laughs> That's what you were talking about before. Okay. All right. Yeah. So one of the things that we're talking about fighting for, to protect is people have an innate understanding of something that's deeper within them that, uh, that they know doesn't work. But they, but just because it's the way we always do things, it's like, hey, you know, this it, it's it's almost like, you know, most of the people listening to this podcast totally understand the whole idea of our current approach to mental health. And when you introduce introduce psychedelics into the equation, you're talking about um, 
you know, how could you do that? That that's dangerous. That's a dangerous thing. Um, mm-hmm. But wait a minute, like where you're trying to you're trying to protect this whole idea of 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 mental health, which you know doesn't work. What are you trying to fight to protect? So when people have you know, hey, you can't do that, you know, this and that, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you trying to are our culture in a lot of ways, especially as a potential leadership, we all understand that it's defunct. I mean, so what are we trying to fight to protect? So uh, um, you're asking, wh- how do we foster like this sense of belonging? Yeah, yeah, because and, there's this mental health crisis and people are going, you know, to disengage. They're going into work, they're going into their lives. They're not able to cope and they're, you know, many of them are disengaged. They don't feel like they're empowered. Yeah. Yeah. So what we do is we kind of flip the script. Um, I think we, we put them instant. So we, we, we do a couple of things. When we take people out on the beach and we put them through like what on the outside looks like Navy SEAL training a little bit, but it's very far from it from internally. Um, we do keynote speeches. We do um, uh, coaching, both executive athletes and team coaching. Um, but um, one of the things that we do on the beach is we, we immediately put them in the situations that they're unfamiliar with. And, and one of the things that we start out by doing is we become like super vulnerable instantaneously on our side. Mm-hmm. And what that does, you can see the look in their faces like, Oh, I didn't, didn't record. I didn't realize that this is what it was going to be like, but what it does is it inspires them. Um, almost what always. do you mean by vulnerable? What does that, what does that mean? Well, because people have this idea that Navy SEALs or whatever it is their idea is. Well, what we're happy to do um, and what we're sort of obliged to do is is show the humanness behind who we are. Like they're not standing in front of like these, whatever it is they think they're standing in front of. They're standing in front of human beings just like they are. We are just like everyone else. We do things better than some and we need a lot of help. And a mm-hmm. lot of areas that others don't, you right. know. So I think when they see that humanity, and because what, what we're trying to do is, is is lower the threshold of like, well, mm-hmm. I've got to be this way in order. Mm-hmm. For, no, 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 no. You just be you. And so mm-hmm. what we are is we are just ourselves. And like, mm-hmm. hey, this is this is kind of where I'm at in the process of life. These are the things that I'm good at, and these are the things that I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to be here and mm-hmm. and just show up with you all as I am and mm-hmm. and you guys are going to help me get better today and we go down the line for all the pathfinders that are there and then it's like then we look to the person the first participant to our right and say what are you working on mm-hmm. and after they just heard a bunch of navy seals and green berets and mm-hmm. and marine rangers and or, or army rangers and, and marine scouts and all the scout raiders say all this stuff that they're working on they're like well, you know what I'm working on? I'm, I'm working on communication mm. because, mm-hmm. you know, and then it goes down the line and all of a sudden the CEO says, I, you know, I don't know how to trust, you know, mm-hmm. and then, okay, now we can train. Um, now, now we right. can start because mm-hmm. without doing that, people have this, mm. I can't show this mm. and nothing changes like at all right. 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 <laughs> when they do that. Yeah. How, how long are these? Uh, how long are these uh, uh, weekends that you're? I mean, are, is it just a weekend, or do you do longer sessions, or what does that look like in terms of time wise? Um, you know, our, our shorter programs are four hours long. Our longer really? programs um, mm-hmm. can last over a year. Uh, it just kind of really depends. Um, 
you know so for example we can just do the, the beach sessions are the intent behind the beach sessions one of them was to create psychedelic like mm -hmm. experiences without the medicine because mm -hmm. you know psychedelics are illegal so um it turns out that we did a super good job at mm -hmm. that and so what ends up happening now is that it's it's re required for us to do pre-coaching mm -hmm. and they do the event and then we have to do integration coaching afterwards mm. um, because the events are so powerful mm -hmm. that's that sometimes people don't know what to do with themselves right when they're done for example people are ashamed sometimes of how they perform how they lead how they communicate when they're under stress and so um which is you know mm -hmm. some things that that psychedelics are absolutely mm -hmm. capable of doing and so if there is an integration spot uh place that's necessary in order for them to help them land safely and then continue on with their work um so that that's the shorter the mm -hmm. longer one is you know we do coaching every week um and every six months we'll do um, a beach event and see where they've grown. Um, and, all, and also we have the ability and we have some really strong and powerful relationships with incredible people who mm. do the medicine. So we can take them down to Peru, we can take them down to Mexico and they can uh, you know, receive the medicine from shamans and mm. healers that have been passing this stuff down for dozens of generations mm. to, help, um, to help them in their perspective of understanding where they are as wow. leaders. Wow. And uh, the relationship with themselves. So, yeah. Wow. 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 I, uh, you know, it sounds uh, really good. Like, uh, you know, this is uh, the ability to get cracked open and uh, kind of go inside and, you know, see see where the yoke is and to be able to yoke that and, and, and kind of bring that up to the surface. And then the integration, I think, is so important because, you know, if you if you don't want to you want to be able to use what's there and you want to bring it into your heart, you want to bring it into your way of being rather than just kind of kind of be left cracked open you know so uh it's it's great that you're doing the, this this work it's just beautiful yeah yeah and that's not something we do they show up mm -hmm. with the we don't go around yeah, they do the work they do the work you provide the format yeah we're pathfinders beautiful. we yeah. just stand with you as you, as you right. find your way uh, right. we don't we're not instructors. We don't teach people. We don't make people do things they don't want to do. But it's all the container, right? I mean, you're creating this wonderful, safe container. Mm -hmm. You're going through process. You're going through experience. And you're showing that, you know, hey, you know, it's okay. You're safe here and you can show who you are. And that's, uh, you know, isn't that a wonderful thing? Yeah, it is. We, ha we have this uh, an amazing story that I love so much. We were mm -hmm. in training uh, University of Georgia. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had a uh, they had a game coming up, and I can tell I, I could tell that one of the one of the players was completely disengaged, even though it was like mm -hmm. game day. And I was like, uh, so I brought the whole or we brought the whole team together, and we're like, hey, you know, what's going on? And all of a sudden, he raised his hand and he turned around, and he faced his teammates uh, while he was still sort of looking at the ground, and he said, my cousin was murdered three days ago, or two days ago. Mm. Mm. And no one knew. Like I looked around mm. the whole sea of faces, and everyone was in shock. Even the coaching staff was shocked. Mm. And so we ended up working through that stuff. Mm. They ended up playing the game that night. They mm -hmm. they won or whatever. But they he came up to me. He's like, "Man, I want to thank you so much for giving me the courage to say that." I'm like, "I didn't. You. That was all you. The only mm. thing we did was provide the space and time." Mm. To, mm -hmm. to your point, is the container. Mm -hmm. And I, and yeah, I think there's some real importance in mentioning that that mm -hmm. those are the kind of spaces that 
not us, but but what leaders need to create within their organization so that people have the ability to sit, to open up and say things are not okay right now. Mm -hmm. um, that's another thing with the rat race. It's just like, hey, right. bury that stuff down. I don't have time to think right. about it. I, right. you know, I can't put it like, up, that, show up, shut up, do your yeah. work, complain later. Yeah, hundred percent. Which is complete, like the life bloodline of the military. Exactly. Suit up, show up, <laughs> shut up, complain later. <laughs> Which is why we're so busy with heroic hearts project. Yeah, because yeah. people are finally breaking after just shoving so much and ignoring so much. Mm. And it's like, man, if we give these people the container and the time and the space to release mm. that stuff in a loving way, in a supported mm. way, mm -hmm. in in a place where they know they can trust, life mm. is just easier in the long mm. run. It's healthier in the long run. They're more resilient in the long run. So, yeah, but yeah. that's not macho, man. Come on, that's not that's like like not a macho thing, right? I mean, yeah. I'm I'm wondering where you know, like how much of this is toxic, and I'll use that term, toxic masculinity, mm -hmm. you know, versus uh, the ability to recognize where a true leader is, which is a heart mind connection, right? You know, yeah. a, a heart mind vulnerability, the ability to lead from the heart and the mind to connect both of them together to go ahead and see people and to appreciate what their experiences are. And I think that's what the medicine does in terms of giving us that circumspect or that ability to crawl out of ourselves and give ourselves some compassion. And I'm uh, wondering yeah. your, your thoughts about that in terms of working with leaders that may be perhaps a little resistant or people that might come in with a toxic masculinity, you know, perspective or, uh, you know, or for that matter, women that might be attending that might've been hurt through the process of toxic masculinity. Yeah. Well, we're all, as far as I can tell, we're all doing the very, very best we can. And so when you're growing up in life and for example, if you are unaware of, what the ego is and how it manifests and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You have this thought, you work towards it, you get some sort of success and boom, that's, that's the way things need to be. And mm -hmm. so you do that over and over again enough times in life. And it's like, okay, this, this just is the way. Mm -hmm. And so this whole idea of toxic masculinity, or at least in the context that we're talking about it is, you know, there's a reward that's there. And mm -hmm. so we keep achieving those re rewards and, and, you know who can who can blame us right suit up show up shut up complain later and so i'm always on time i'm you know i'm always squared away my evaluations at the end of the year are always good i earn my war medals i get this right. i get that whatever so i'm obviously doing something right right i can't blame people for aligning the with cash that and prizes, in any way man. shape or form yeah with psychedelics and and with the unveiling of the ego in my own experience mm -hmm. i'm like oh my gosh like mm -hmm. i'm literally feeding this thing that if if i let it mm -hmm. will absolutely kill me not not metaphorically speaking not you know it really two of my brothers died from drinking and because they didn't mm -hmm. understand mm -hmm. ego mm -hmm. uh, and if they did it would have been a, it could have been who knows doesn't matter um but the point is the storyline right i mean you know this is your storyline you change your story you change your life you know i mean that's and yeah. that's what it gives you the opportunity for i mean the medicine gives you the opportunity to look at what that story is and whether or not it's real yeah 
Yeah, and you, and you were talking about how how women kind of suffer at the feet of this. Um, mm -hmm. Not only do they suffer from this, whatever it is, in 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 their, I think probably the common understanding. But another way, and they suffer in this is because they're like, well, if I don't perform in this way, then I'm going to be irrelevant. So then they start to take on mm. these these toxic things so that they can be successful in their own right, because this is the game. This is the way right. it's played. These are the rules, you know, and if they want to stand out, if they want to excel, if they want to get their promotion, all that, they, you know, just like men have to leave things that they there's something deep within them that knows that this is not the way. But they had to abandon it if they want to be successful. Women are not alone in this. There are, I cannot tell you how many times it has just, it has just been the space between me and some elite level special operations operator who said, well, "I just don't want to do it." But this is how it is. Right. There is a knowing within us that understands that that this rat race is not the way. But we don't know how to go about doing it, and that's. Mm. Why I love what we do is like, mm -hmm. hey, try this way out because mm -hmm. it, it can be super cool for yourself, and uh, and not only for for you, but man, your relationships and the world around you, like, can absolutely transform when you start to find the deeper truth and align to vibrancy. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's wonderful that you're doing that this work and you know using the trident approach and using the medicine as a way to unhook from the storylines and or the toxic the toxic environments that might ensue from people not you know seeing hearing recognizing listening uh, you know and really appreciating the uniqueness or the storyline or the emotional complexities that happen with individuals because those dynamics like the story you told of the you know the f fellow who's uh, uh it was his brother cousin. it's cousin cousin, his cousin who, died, who yeah. died right so you know within that context they were able to go out he was freed himself left that story behind and was able to work with the team com com camaraderie com camaraderie com yeah camaraderie <laughs> camaraderie yeah so i'm just wondering you know if you have other examples of like teamwork where you've gone in and you've worked with you know some of the principles using the trident approach or any other approach where you've really helped them to achieve greater success if you have like a maybe a story or something along that line maybe an individual or small team or what have you yeah so as far as i know we don't help people mm -hmm. achieve greater things what we do is we help them bring awareness into themselves and whatever's within them is what goes on and achieves with that new awareness of something that already exists within them. We're not right. creating anything. We're not building anything. But you move them out of disconnection. You help them to move out of disconnection, uh, yeah. and that's their own inner guide, their own inner wisdom. They've got, you know, as you said before, yeah. everyone has the medicine inside of them. The mm -hmm. medicine only helps you to unlock what's already inside, right? Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. that's beautiful. So I'm, you know, along that line though, you're still creating the space and creating the crucible that you're allowing yeah. them or you're hoping that they take back into the world and carry that forward. So I'm just wondering if you've got some anecdotal kind of story. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it it can be as simple as uh, you know, we were we were training a uh, 
um, an international timepiece company. They sell million dollar watches and that kind of thing. And um, they're out of Switzerland, but we were doing a global leadership training mm -hmm. program in, in Muscat, Oman, which was cool. I'd never been to that country before. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were out on the beach. What, what was that? Muscat, Oman? What? Oman, the, the country of Oman. Oman. And, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah right like, around the UAE. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I saw this, uh, uh, this participant. Uh, she was standing on the beach and and she was she was crying which crying is is very common in in the trident approach a lot of, a lot of a lot of energy movement goes on we'll say and uh you know just a simple thing i was walked over there i'm like hey what's going on and and mm -hmm. she's like well i got a swimming pool in my backyard and i don't swim and um and my kids are always asking me to come to the pool and i just i just don't and and uh but mm -hmm. Now I've been in, I've been in the ocean with you guys, and that tells me that I can go in the swimming pool in my backyard. So I'm going to go home and jump in my pool. I'm like, that's awesome. And she's like, she just looked at me, and she's like, I'm going to be a better mom. Hmm. And so I lost it, of course. <laughs> so we just uh, there on the beach. You know what I mean? You know, I have we we have all these ideas of like these designs and plans and things like that that we're going to create of like what people take away or whatever. And I could have never. I would have never like sat down and say, "Hey, you know, how how do we get these people to believe that they're better mothers?" You know, it, it, it's not about that. You know, it, it's it's about like you say, creating the container, seeing what happens within the the mm -hmm. container that that is really massive. And another thing that we did is we have um, we we create like these little mini Navy SEAL missions mm -hmm. uh, that people get to go through um, and. Like I said, from the outside, it looks like sort of SEAL training, but from the inside, these these events are, are specifically designed to elicit how you respond in communication, cultural alignment, building trust, uh, and ego awareness, and how you lead and how you work as a team, all mm -hmm. under stress. And so there are huge, gigantic takeaways that come from these things. And one of the things we had was a minefield. We had mm -hmm. the CEO of this massive company, and uh, and the way you go through this minefield is one person is blindfolded, the other person is not. And the person who is not blindfolded is it's mm -hmm. up to them to direct the blindfolded person through Beautiful. the mind. So you have to crawl, you have to kind of like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. And and meanwhile, we're blasting like this huge loud speaker mm -hmm. right next to them. So it's all like really discombobulated, mm -hmm. a lot of mm -hmm. chaos going on. Wow. And uh and anyway, the the CEO had it in his mind that he was close to one of the landmines and he starts kind of yelling at the non-blindfolded mm -hmm. person who was way down on the on the pecking order of the company he wasn't like his vp of sales or anything like that he, or, or not even that he was just, way just another human being <laughs> just another human being um and not quite mailroom but, but pretty close to it and he said he's like where's my knee where's my knee and i could see this kid was almost trembling because he's got the CEO of the company there and he knows that if the CEO hits the landmine mm -hmm. and they've got to pay the price for that, like right. it felt like it was almost his career was on the line kind of thing. And I, and I saw, I was like, Hey, time out. Hey, do you have a blindfold on? And he's like, yes. He's like screaming at me. I was like, does he have a blindfold on? No. And I was like, shut up and listen to him, man. Mm -hmm. Just listen. He's going to, he's going to make sure you're okay. Just mm -hmm. trust him. And so, they they ended up going through the through the minefield mm -hmm. and when he when he get when he finished which mm -hmm. by the way he didn't hit any landmines he take he took off his blindfold and he just started crying he's like i don't trust anybody 
And so I walked over to him and I was like, how does it feel to be a CEO of a company of 20,000 people and you don't trust any one of them? Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, you hired these people for a reason. Mm-hmm. They've got all of this stuff. Just what? let's start the process of seeing what this turns into. And we still talk to this day. Uh, you know, he's talking about all the unleashing that's happening with, with the leaps and bounds because he mm-hmm. starts to actually, tra- and it didn't have anything to do with them, just like mm-hmm. always. You start right. with the self. <laughs> it had to do with him. Love and that. when he started to open up that gate, yeah. So yeah. those are some of the, I mean, some yeah. of the things. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it's beautiful. That's a beautiful story because it really does bring to heart the idea that our realities are really projections of our own internal makeup, right? I mean, you know, when we 100%. start looking at the world, the, the world is really, you know, people are nice or bad, not because they're really nice or bad, but because, I mean, they may be doing some bad things, perhaps, but how what you ascribe to them or the way you look in the world, you know, a lot of that is your own projection. You know, it's your own judgment. You know? Yeah, or lack of, yeah, and lack of understanding, just like or the talk masculinity piece that you were talking about. If they right. knew, if we right. deeply knew, right, that there was another way. That's yeah. the way we would all be doing stuff. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? So listen, I know we only have a few minutes, uh, you know, in in our time together, and this I feel like this has gone by really, really fast. Uh, and there's so much more that we could talk about. I'm wondering, you know, you're heading down to Miami to the Wonderland Conference, November 9th through the 11th, and you're going to be uh, giving a talk. Can you uh, maybe talk about that? Maybe uh, does it have something to do with your book, The Deep Mind? medicine navy seals and elite teams i know that's your own upcoming book i'm just wondering if you can share a little bit about that maybe the book or your talk or what you hope to expect you know when you get down there yeah yeah so um leading into the deep our our book is going to be released sometime in october probably early november we're just finishing up copy edit pr- uh, uh process mm-hmm. as so is the title leading into the deep is that yes okay got it great yeah. sorry about that Oh, that's okay. Uh, no worries. Um, so we're excited to release that. Um, and, and essentially, the, the book is not only our perspective on leading the self and elite teams through the best of what we learned in the SEAL teams and our deepest insights from psychedelic medicine, mm-hmm. um, but it's it, it also shows, you know, my own journey of psychedelic medicine as someone coming from, mm-hmm. I, you know, again, I didn't. I didn't even do this stuff and all of a sudden i'm like whoa what are you talking about mm-hmm. how is it that stuff like healed my buddy mm-hmm. so profoundly in such a short time you know mm-hmm. maybe even changed his skin color for god's sakes wow. you know what is this you know kind of thing so um there, there's a lot of that in there there's a lot of i i i you know vulnerability is just the way for me um and and not hiding anything so i talk a lot about my own mistakes growing up in the seal teams mm-hmm. um and you know, my mistakes as a leader, all of these things, and then helping me shape my understanding of how I receive life as it is. And um, yeah, so that's what the book is about. I'm super proud of it. Our editors really helped. I, I think I handed them 200,000 words. Well, <laughs> they were like, they're like, bro. I had to not. chop that down. Got to bring that down. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> so, I, yeah. And so they crushed it. I'm so happy. And uh, yeah, so we'll be talking Good. about that. We'll be talking also about um, veterans and uh, mental health with psychedelics, right. um, for sure. Right. Yeah, we'll be right. around. We're always happy to sit over coffee and and yeah. um, 
um, one of the comments that I think that I probably get the most um, from my best friends and from complete strangers is I give the best hugs. So uh, good. Go down hug man um i'm 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 in for that totally totally a bro bro hug totally really like boom yeah big bear hug love that love we can even drop the the bro it's all about it's love (laughs) it's from the heart man it's totally from the heart totally from the heart yeah so let me ask you uh diego uh, if people want to get a hold of you or they want to find out more about your book what do they wind up doing they can go to the trident approach.com mm-hmm. and there's like a bunch of tabs for mm-hmm. you know like book now or something like that and there's a drop the, down menu the trident approach.com got it yeah um and my email is diego just mm-hmm. like san diego d-i-e-g-o at the trident approach.com beautiful beautiful well i want to thank you personally uh you know for for being on the show and uh, being with us and i look forward to uh getting a hug when i'm down in miami man Oh, man, here it comes. It's coming, man. (laughs) Thank you, Diego, for sharing your insights on consciousness and leadership and the flow states and certainly the use of medicine and helping to change people from the inside out. We wish you all the best on your upcoming book leading into the deep and uh, the the leading into the deep and mind medicine as well, and hope to have you back on the show to discuss that in depth when it comes out. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe and tune into our upcoming podcast on the Wonderland Miami 2023 conference. I'm Keith. Talk to you later.